So let us leave the part where we were discussing Jesus and Nicodemus and them having their dialogue. Uh, we covered that for the first 21 verses of John 3. And now we switch the story to John the Baptist and Jesus. So let's pick up here in John 3, 22. John 3, 22 through 30. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing at Anon near Salmon, because water was plentiful there. And the people were coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been put into prison. Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you across the Jordan, to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing, and all are going to him. John answered, A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given to him from heaven. You yourselves bear witness to me that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. All right, so we pick up here and we see that Jesus and his disciples are at the river baptizing. And it might appear that Jesus was also baptizing, but if we move forward just a little bit to John 4, verse 2, we see it says that although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples. So it's making it clear that Jesus wasn't baptizing anyone. Um, so there were no special people who could claim that they were baptized by Jesus. We see later uh, in some of the epistles that Paul was writing, he was really glad that he had only baptized a few people in some of the cities so that people couldn't claim that they had special spirit or any special power because they were baptized by Paul, uh, but that they were all baptized into the same baptism. And so there's this clear distinction here that it's Jesus' disciples who are baptizing, not Jesus himself, which was unlike, a little bit unlike how John the Baptist was the one doing some of the baptism. And he also had his own disciples there. And it's those disciples who have some questions here. And so there was this discussion um, going on between the disciples and a Jew. And then they came to John and said, so this is his disciples coming to John. And they're asking him, Rabbi, talking to John the Baptist, he who was with you across the Jordan to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing and all are going to him. So if you look, they're saying the one that you pointed to saying he's the lamb of God, uh, he's over there with his disciples and people are going to him 
they're following him, they're going over there to get baptized and not coming back over here. So there's a little bit of this distinction now that there's someone else that people are going to. And you don't know if it's a, um, these disciples are feeling prideful and are seeing that, hey, we no longer have the status we once thought we were going to have, uh, or if they're just confused that the individuals are now going over to Jesus. Uh, it's not quite clear here in the text, but we do see that there is this uh, question of why people are going over to Jesus and not to John the Baptist. And they answer the question themselves a little bit when they talk in here, when they say, the one to whom you bore witness, the one whom you pointed to as the Lamb of God, the coming Messiah, they're going to him. So, well, of course, they're going to go to him. And that's what John then goes on to say, that no one can be given anything unless they're given it to, from heaven. So all of his status and the people wanting to come and listen to what he had, that all came from heaven. Uh, he knows that and he is very clearly proclaiming that all good things come from heaven. And then uh, he says that uh, you bore witness to me that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. So he's reminding them even what they just said that John is not the Christ, he is not the Messiah, he's not the one who is going to save them, not the one who's going to save them from their sin and from the wrath of God, but he had pointed to the one who was, and that was Jesus. It was just down the river. And then he goes on to say, uh, the one who has the bride is the bridegroom. And so here's a little bit of an analogy having a wedding theme, which we see all through the Old Testament, through the New Testament, this wedding theme of Jesus being wed to his church. And so the church being the bride of Jesus. And so John is, is saying the one who has the following, who has the church, that bride is the bridegroom, is the groom. Uh, and so Jesus is the groom and is the one who has that following and is the one who has the church. And then this clear line here is just a, a good line uh, showing the heart of John. It says, the friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. So John is saying he's the friend of the bridegroom. He is there cheering on the groom. He is the one who is there excited that the groom is getting married and that the bride is there being wed to the groom. So he is the one who is there and excited about what is going on. And he rejoices in hearing the groom's voice. And so John has no uh, shame or no, uh, he's not prideful and not feeling hurt that people are going to Jesus and not him. Uh, he's excited and he's seeing that this is the long-awaited Messiah. And then he says, therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. So he is just so joyful that Jesus is here and is uh, going to be and is the Messiah and is this Savior. And then he must increase, but I must decrease. And so this is John showing that he's going to lose his followers. Uh, he's going to eventually be thrown into jail. We saw that there in the beginning at verse 24, where it says, 
for John had not yet been put into prison. So we know that he's about to be put into prison here. Uh, and then eventually he is beheaded and, and killed. Um, and so we see that John is decreasing, he's dwindling, while Jesus is rising in his ministry and then rising uh, in his status. And then he also is killed, but uh, Jesus rises again, uh, where he is uh, able to stand before God and defeat sin and death. And so this is just uh, one of these amazing accounts here where we can see the heart of John the Baptist and how he is so excited to be pointing to Jesus as the Messiah. And so let us also remember this, that all things, all good things are coming from heaven. Uh, they're not coming because you do something and you work hard. Uh, it is all a gift from God. Not saying that we shouldn't work hard and that we shouldn't work unto the Lord. Yes, we should, but we should be continually thankful for what God has given us, knowing that it is from him because he owns everything. Jesus is King of King and Lord of Lords. He rules and reigns over everything. And so let us remember that as we go throughout our day. Let us point to Jesus as the only Savior, the only one who can save us from the wrath of God that is coming to all sinners. And so let us continue to look to him for our salvation, point to him as the one who is increasing while we must decrease. So let us remember that and look to Jesus today.